Hey friends, it's Mark James, and you join me today, once again, sitting in Joshua's bedroom. My favourite spot to do the podcast, except today I don't have a coffee. I've had one already, though. It was a Cuban coffee, which actually tasted a lot like the Jamaican Blue Mountain from yesterday. It really did. So that's an interesting find, considering that one of them was £22.50 for 125 grams, and the other one was £2.60 for 125 grams. I'm going to brew both later and see if I can really tell the difference. I'll brew them both in a small quantity, but I'll see if I can tell the difference. So I'm sitting in Joshua's room because I've just hoovered it, and I've hoovered the entire downstairs of the house. I'm currently sorting out all the show stuff, and I've been through the cupboard in the office, and I've got all the props out that I currently own for the show, so I know what I need to buy. I bought a waste paper basket. The GoPro that was getting returned has been picked up and registered, so I've had the refund already. Um... I've had bags delivered for coffee, still waiting for proper packaging so I can send stuff out and send out a few other things that I owe people or things that people are waiting for. Nobody's very stressed about it. Uh, They're all things that I've just, that I'm sending people as a thing, not anything anyone's bought from me. So don't worry about that. Um, Otherwise, I'd have gone out and bought special packaging. But I'm waiting for the main packaging to come. And then... I've just got on with jobs. So when Curious Monkey was just taking up shelves in the downstairs, in the in the uh, kitchen, which, by the way, was, I mean, really, really short-sighted. The fact that we thought it was possible to just contain the stock on the shelves in the kitchen on a couple of shelves instead of needing a whole room was really... <laughs> really naive because as soon as it's filling a whole room you start to think is this room going to be enough stock just takes so much room and packaging and everything and what I'd done was we had two shelves of you know big tall billy bookcases two full shelves of board games and I just put them all in a huge stack that was as tall as me on the stairs on the landing the middle landing of the stairs and um, we've all just been avoiding it and walking around it for weeks probably months actually. And today I moved all of the stock and everything from there into the office. And then I moved all of the board games from the stairs back into the kitchen. And then I, you know, redid the dishwasher, filled the cupboards, wiped the benches down, hoovered the whole room, all of it. And then sorted out the office. I got a big spare, really useful box, like a 40 litre, probably more than that, 60 litre, I think, really useful box, emptied for Sarah to put stuff in, to store stuff in the office, and because I'm determined that that office is not just Curious Monkey, I want the desk to remain clear, so that she can go in there and do some work, work if she wants to, for her job, uh, or if she wants to sit in there and get the sewing machine out, or any of that stuff, I really want there to be space for it in multi-use, so storage is key. And that's good. That's going really well. So I've basically done every room um, except for the bedroom and the office because they're the two rooms with the most movable stuff at the minute. And also I can't do those. Sarah needs to do those because she needs to work out what she needs where. And, you know, it's not fair for me to just sort it out because it's her stuff and her house as well. So she has to, you know, do do a bit. But... We've both been very busy with other things at the minute, and she's been especially busy with other things. So um, no pressure on that. We'll get there when we get there. We've got the whole weekend, actually, because Joshua was going to grandparents over the weekend. So we'll have loads of space and time to do things as we wish. Sarah gets annoyed with me, actually, 
because I always say to her, when are you going to get this thing done? When are you going to sort things out? And she'll go, well, I'll do them, you know, on a night. She'll go, I'm going to do the bedroom. And I'll go, don't do the bedroom. Come and sit with me instead. (laughs) So every time she's sitting with me, I go, why aren't you getting on with some jobs? And then as soon as she says, when she's going to do some jobs, I go, don't do jobs. Just come and watch a film with me. So that drives her mad. But, you know, we are who we are, aren't we? It's only because I love her and I want to spend time with her. So um, that's been going on. She bought me something really cool yesterday, actually. She got me this. It's essentially, it looks like a friendship bracelet, but it's got a little astronaut on. Um, To be honest, it's a little silver astronaut. It feels a little bit effeminate for me, but she's got a matching one and it does go with the Omega watch because it's an astronaut. I'm not wearing the Omega watch at present, but um, I do like it. I do, I'm wearing it now with my, uh, with my fitness tracker and I'm enjoying wearing it. I'm currently on 13,239 steps. That's at half past three in the afternoon. I'm just gonna take my pulse and see where my pulse is at. Again, I'm talking, so I don't know how that'll affect my pulse, but I'm gonna give you my health stats as they are right now. I got my heart rate up to 91 earlier because I was running around the house and I was doing um, doing housework and hoovering. Hoovering takes it out of you, you know, especially hoovering up the stairs and, you know, getting the hoover upstairs. We got a Henry Hoover. And so it's quite a heavy little thing. It's not one of those where it's all one unit. You've got like the hand bit. Okay, so I've got 69 pulse beats per minute. My uh, oxygen saturation is 97%. And my heart rate, my blood pressure is uh, 89 over 102. So again, I'm knocking, out, I'm knocking it out of the park with the low blood pressure. That's good, isn't it? That must mean I'm not stressed, which is weird because I've got a lot to be stressed about <laughs> with this new show. Maybe I am a psychopath and that's why I don't get that stressed out physically. Stress just doesn't affect my body in the way that stress I think is supposed to. I've been having some good regular poos today. I lost a pound, even though I ate badly yesterday. I didn't eat badly. I ate normally. Oh, I did eat chocolate, though, to be fair. But I had uh, a chicken sandwich a bit later on, and I had uh, vegetarian meatballs and pasta during the day that Joshua had as well. I say during the day. It was about six o'clock, and Sarah had two. It was nice, though. I don't know if she did have the vegetarian meatballs, actually. <clears throat> I think she had, bless me, you might say, gesundheit. I think she had the pesto pasta that she made. I told you tonight she goes out for walks and collects wild garlic and makes pesto and well, she makes all sorts with it. But the pesto is pretty special, to be fair. Today I've eaten some ice cream. Um, guilt-free, though, because my calorie burn, does it say on this watch? Um, no, it doesn't. I wonder if it does if you hold on the main thing. I wonder if I hold on my steps. Hang on. Okay, so my active calorie burn has been 462 kilocalories, kcals, um, which is all right. I've done six and a half miles because the Halo ice cream is 360 calories per tub. I mean, that's good, isn't it? That Halo ice cream, you know... It doesn't have loads of chocolate in it or cookie dough. It's cookie dough and chocolate. It doesn't have loads of those bits in it. And there's something, there's like a creaminess that you'd usually get with a full fat ice cream, which is obviously very luxurious. But for being able to eat an entire tub and feeling like you're getting a treat and it's only 360 calories, 
is, I think that's amazing, don't you? Don't you think that's great that you can eat that much ice cream? Because it's really about volume, isn't it? Would you rather have half a tub of of ice cream that's got that little bit extra or be able to miss that but eat a full tub of ice cream and feel like you had a lot of it? I personally go for the latter. When it comes to ice cream, I'm not bothered. I'm happy that I can eat quite a bit of it. So, feels like a good treat that to me. Oh, God, I'm yawning now. Sarah says, don't yawn when you do the podcast. It pisses everyone off. <laughs> She'll also say, by the way, that I make her sound really mean on this podcast because I point out all the ways that she digs me out. But you know what? She's not mean. She's lovely. And I'm very proud of her today. So, you know, she's good. Um, I was talking to my friend earlier who has been has specifically instructed me not to name her because it might potentially be illegal. Um, I think you're allowed to tell people. She's got jury service coming up. She's been conscripted into jury service. And um, you're not allowed to talk about what you're doing on it, are you? But you are allowed to tell people you're doing jury service. Well, I suppose you have to because you can't just... Uh, I'm sorry, I can't come into work today. Why not? <sighs> Just can't. I'll be off for two weeks, possibly four, if the case over... What case? Uh, this case of cold that I'm dealing with. <laughs> so you are allowed to tell people you're doing it. You're just not allowed to talk about whatever case you get. Anyway, she's got jury duty in um, a month. And we were talking about it today. And I said to her, are you going to tell me about what happens in the case? And she said, absolutely not. It's illegal. And I would never break the law. And I said, oh, well, fair enough. I understand that. And you know what? She's not kidding. She really wouldn't uh, break the law. She's very, very law-abiding and uh, serious. She gets raggy when I even mention her name on the podcast at all. So I won't mention it in this bit because uh, she said not to. Oh, sorry. Wife. Once one yawn comes out, I've been awake since half six, you know. I go to bed at 11 now and I get up early, so I do get a bit yawny later on in the afternoon. Anyway, I'm yawny, 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 yawny. So, we're talking about it, and I said to her, what kind of case would you want? And she went, well, I wouldn't want any case that involved children in any way. If the children were the victim of any kind of crime, whether it be a murder or any other kind of crime the children might be a victim of, she said, I wouldn't want to be in that kind of case. And I said, well, no, I mean, obviously not. I said, what about a murder, though? And she said, well, maybe I would like to be part of a murder case because that would be very juicy. But I also wouldn't want to be on the jury of a murder that was not very clean cut with a lot of you, see, you want some you don't want it to be very ambiguous you don't want it to be so obvious that there's video footage of the guy doing the murder and it's obvious he did it and it's open and shut no so i said guy there i mean it is mainly men who murder isn't it but um she said i wouldn't want to be kind of in in where it's too obvious who it is, because then it's like, well, there's no case, really. It's obvious they did it. But I also wouldn't want it to be so ambiguous that at the end, I worried I was putting an innocent person behind bars or letting a guilty person go free. I mean, the old phrase, I think it was uh, Andrew Jackson. Is it Andrew Jackson? Someone will correct me. Well, I say someone, it'll be Bart who corrects me. Somebody very famous said they'd rather see a 100 people go a hundred guilty men go free then one innocent man serve you know time behind bars and that's how the justice system should work but anyway she said she wouldn't want that either and i said so really what you're after 
is a really good Netflix season where you get to make your mind up at the end. What you want is like a choose-your-own-adventure Netflix series about crime. <laughs> and she said, yeah, that is what I want. I want a choose-your-own-adventure Netflix series with a murder in it. So isn't that what we all want from jury duty? I've never been called for jury duty. And I think about it a lot. I think, what would I do if I was asked to go on jury duty? Because if you're employed, they'll pay your wage. So you get out of work in a bit, but you still get paid. So it does you no harm at all, really. And you've got a fun story to tell. Well, maybe not a fun story to tell. If you're self-employed, I don't think they do pay the full amount of money that you would lose. So I wouldn't really be interested in doing that. That'd be annoying. But then it is also a civic duty. So I'd be I'd want to do that. But then you think, well, what if you defer? You can defer for up to a year. And then it comes back again. You can only defer once. And then it comes at an even more inappropriate time. What kind of stuff do they expect you to cancel in order to serve your civic duty? What if you've got a massive life-changing gig? What if it's your first TV appearance? What if you're going to do, you know, some big shows or you've got a holiday planned? Or what if you're going to do gigs in another country or whatever? What do they expect you to cancel in order to be able to fulfil jury service? If you know the answer to that, send me a message. If you can be bothered to do the research into that question and put it in a message to me, that'll require me to not have to Google it all and, and try and work it out for myself. Please feel free to do that. I'd appreciate it. Um, I do wonder though what how I would react if I got a letter asking me to do jury service. Because my instinct is that I don't, I don't think anybody wants to, do they? Unless you've got a shit job that you hate. And you can't wait to get out of it for a couple of weeks and do something that might be a bit more interesting. I don't know. A lot of people who go on jury service say that it's a bit of a damp squib. And actually, you turn up. You spend a lot of time waiting for something to happen that doesn't happen. Then the case gets adjourned or whatever and you get sent home after two days when you thought it was going to be two weeks. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, 90% of the books I listen to are about the law or murders, or the secret barrister, or cold cases being investigated, or forensic scientists and stuff like that. So I do have a deep-rooted interest in the law, but it's nice to read about it at arm's length. I don't want to be part of it. That's why I never break the law. I, be, I, w I don't want to be directly involved in it. I don't want to be, you know, part of some criminal investigation. I just want to read about them. So being on jury service is a bit too close to that. Don't know. What are your thoughts on jury service? Would you want to do it? Have you done it? What happened? Are you allowed to talk about it? Did you get debriefed where you were told what you were and weren't allowed to say? I know that you're not allowed to actively look into the crime while you're on jury service and that you're only allowed to take into account the stuff that's put in front of you by the uh, barristers or lawyers, depending on what you know country you're in. So, yeah, don't know. Anyway, there's some bit of talk about jury service. I'm going to crack back on with some more jobs and I'll speak to you tomorrow. Bye, friends.